Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here joining with me today. Mmm, good and hot. I need it this morning. I did not want to get up. Oh, I just wanted to keep laying there. I wanted to drift back to sleep. I woke up at a reasonable time uh, for out here on the farm, but I just did not want to get up. Mm. Eventually, I did. (laughs) So, oh, but glad that you're joining with me today, whether it is today as soon as this is posted or if it is later on or heck five years from now who knows but today is monday um july 10th uh summer's almost over (laughs) i hate it when we get to the fourth of july i enjoy fourth of july but it just means summer slips the rest of summer slips away so fast and we've got projects you know, big projects that are scheduled, and you would think that I should be able to get a whole lot more projects done, but uh, that's the way it is. <laughs> well, today I wanted to touch base and talk a little bit about a meme that popped through my Facebook feed this past week. And my comment on it, uh, I did p- post and said, yep. I, I like this meme. It is true. I need to, I could probably do a whole podcast on it. And so I'm going to, um, I will post this meme on, um, uh, in the comments. If you, if you find this on Facebook, either my personal Facebook page or, uh, the morning coffee with Larry Facebook page, you can see it, but, um, it ties in to the idea of are you active or are you passive and there is it used to be a lot easier to be active because it was harder to be passive and here's what I mean by that we have so many kinds of passive distraction and passive entertainment that we are becoming passive people. And I think that, you know, we can look back over recent years and say the pandemic had an influence on this, but really it was a trend that has been going on for a very long time. And it to me, it, it kind of fits in with if somebody else is willing to do something, we have a tendency or some people have more of a tendency to just let them do it and just, you know, be satisfied with that. It kind of reminds me, uh, I'm not sure if I'm remembering the, the, the quote or the comment right, but um, it was something along the line of, I like, I like work. I can watch people do it all day. <laughs> well, the, uh, the little meme has a picture of a cruise ship sailing off in the sunset. And it says, the church is not a cruise ship where the crew serves the guests. 
below it is a a navy ship and it says the church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck every member on mission let me read that again the church is not a cruise ship where the crew serves the guests the church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck every member on mission you know it's over the course of my lifetime i've always been involved in church i have um, in various degrees um whether it is in some sort of a kind of formal position uh whether it's just volunteering for certain things um you know i i've been in various different roles and one of the things that i have seen and i would say it's probably more to my awareness the more involved i am in a congregation is that 20% of the people do 80% of the work and i have seen and heard about situations that are way different from even that in both directions. And so I just thought I'd share a little bit with you on that. Uh when I had my private practice in Christian counseling, uh not on a continuous basis, but on a fairly frequent basis, I would have pastors, uh sometimes pastors and their their wives, but I had pastors often come in for counseling and one of the topics was often burnout. they the pastors were getting burned out not per se by ministry you know preaching the word but getting burned out by having too passive of a congregation and i remember one gentleman who was uh coming in and we we worked for for several weeks uh trying to help him develop a plan but it was basically uh it was a small church where he was not a full-time pastor it was just a little country church so he had a a job on the side he was doing uh but he also did get you know pay as the pastor but he was expected by the congregation and by the elders to do everything he was to open up the church on sunday morning he was to be the the last one to leave so he could lock it up afterwards he was expected to do janitorial duties he was expected to do you know the pastoral duties he was expected to do everything and what he was basically told whenever he was you know expressing you know burnout issues and and doing too much uh he was told well you're the hired help we hired you you need to do this you're getting paid no one else is and that's not the attitude that we should have 
in church. That is not the attitude that we should have as members of a congregation. That, well, we hire somebody to do the ministry. We hire somebody to do the things we want done in the church. We hire somebody to entertain us on a Sunday morning. Uh, that's, that's not how it should be. That is passive. That is not actively involved in ministry. That, that's, that's simply demanding your ministry to be done by somebody else. And what I did in working with this particular pastor was to address this in a different way with, uh, with the elders and kind of work from um, starting off with an educational perspective, which is to make a list of what are the duties that only a pastor should be doing. And what are all the duties that he was doing that really should be spread out among the congregation? And I don't remember how well this went for him, but the, uh, you know, that, that com- those conversations, you know, uh, kind of made a le- lasting impact on me. And I have seen and heard from other different pastors with similar situations uh, where maybe they enjoyed doing the different kinds of things, but they were getting way too much on their plate and they needed to, you know, m- you know, maybe one word might be they need to delegate uh, different duties. But really there needed to be an attitude change in the congregation where are you coming here as a member to be served like on a cruise ship that you just walk through the different things and there's people that are taking care of you or are you a part of the crew are you a part of a crew on a mission you see some some churches they have it, it appears their practice is the mission is just to care for those inside the church inside their congregation. But is that really, you know, for Christians following the Great Commission, which is taking, you know, the word of salvation through Jesus to all the corners of the earth, to the whole world, to those who are lost? Well, we give money to missions. Okay. (laughs) Isn't that kind of that passive approach? You know, yes, it's necessary to help fund full-time missionaries, and I fully support that idea. But do we only send missions, you know, missionaries to the Congo, and that's the only place we're doing missionary work? Guess what? In the past 30 years, there have been fewer and fewer people in your hometown that uh, regularly attend church that are involved, have a faith life, have, you know, there's a mission field in your neighborhood, on your street, in your town. So how should a church be? Should it be a cruise ship where people are just simply served and and that's it? Or is it a battleship? Does the church have a a specific mission beyond 
you know, what is, um, what is done on Sunday mornings. And I would say most congregations are not limited just to Sunday morning activities. They are <clears throat> involved with their, you know, uh, different things that uh, take place during the week. I'm not, you know, saying that that doesn't happen. But does the church, does a specific congregation follow the second part of this meme? The church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck, every member with a mission. You see, that kind of changes the whole atmosphere. Then the church is a vehicle where the members of the church can engage in active ministry in different ways. You know, there was a, a church, uh, well, there's been several, but there's a couple that I know of <clears throat> personally where you are invited, anybody can, you know, be a guest and you're invited to come and, and enjoy and worship and do everything as long as you, you know, for as long as you want as just a visitor. There's no pressure to join. But if you choose to join the family of that congregation, of those congregations, if you choose to join the family and become a member, well, just like in your own families, everybody has chores. Everybody has duties. Everybody has assignments. See, on a cruise ship, the only ones that have assignments are the paid crew. All the guests, which is more than the crew, are there just for enjoyment. But you know what? On a battleship, on a naval ship, there are no guests. There are no visitors. When they are on a cruise above the waters or below the waters, when they are on a cruise, uh, everybody is on, has a task and a role in the mission. And whenever things are critical, when they are engaged in that particular mission in an active way, then it's all, all hands on deck. Everybody to their battle stations. Everybody needs to be engaged and involved. Can a church do that? Yeah. These couple of churches that I'm thinking of, when you choose to be a member, they often take you through classes and assessments to get you matched into the different roles and ministries that take place in the church and what, what are the, the talents, the skills, the spiritual gifts that you have that really are, are the kind of things you should be doing. A lot of people volunteer for things they're not good at or they're pressured or somebody volunteers them. But these churches want to have good matches for people doing ministry. So the ministry is not just a blessing to other people. It's a blessing to those that are doing it. And it's amazing what these congregations have done. The, uh, the, the outreach, the, the outreach inside the congregation and outside the congregation into the community. Uh, it's amazing. 
it is amazing. And they have, you know, they have had tremendous growth as a result. Well, you don't have to have the goal of becoming a mega church to have the, uh, you know, a congregation, a small one, have this kind of engagement. There was another pastor that I, I knew personally, um, and he, he was a young pastor and, and was a, received a calling and, and uh, went to a small church in a deteriorating section of a pretty good-sized city. It had been, uh, you know, from what he described, uh, a beautiful and affluent neighborhood in this, uh, this city, but over the past several decades had really declined. Businesses moved out. And really, the only people in the congregation, they were mostly either close to retirement or were retired. And the previous pastor kind of saw it as, well, this is an easy job. Um, just, you know, they're, what they're looking for, you know, just just give them a good sermon, do sick calls, hospital calls, and that'll be it. And someday the church is going to simply close. Well, the pastor that I knew, he took a different approach. And he started engaging uh, and ca- with the congregation on casting a vision of what they could do in their neighborhood, that they were not simply, you know, uh, a little island, that they were a part of a neighborhood that was struggling, and that they were there for a purpose, for a mission. And kind of like you remember that movie with Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Sister Act. And you had that little church and convent that, you know, had the bars to protect them from the neighborhood. And and what Whoopi did in the, her character did in the show was, you know, get the people, get the, the nuns outside of the, the gates and the bars and actually, you know, going into the neighborhood doing ministry and really being engaged. And that's what this little congregation did. They, they knew that, you know, their congregation was possibly not going to survive, you know, their last generation, but they decided they were going to go out with a bang. And they started really getting engaged in their neighborhood, in their small community in the city. Um, and everybody was involved. Everybody was involved. It totally transformed the, the attitude, the outreach, and the ministry because they weren't on a cruise ship anymore. They were on a battleship. And they had a mission. So I really like this little meme The church is not a cruise ship where the crew serves the guest. The church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck. Every member on mission. So, don't know if that fits your situation. Or maybe somebody uh, that you know needs needs to think about this. 
listen to this podcast, what have you. But I uh, wanted to give you something to, to chew on, to think on, whether it's you on a personal level or for your congregation, or, or maybe if you're in leadership in a congregation, um, getting all hands on deck. All right, that's it for today. Have a great one. Make the most of it. And we will catch you next time with another cup of coffee. Take care. Bye-bye.